Not like last year. Sam bit his tongue to keep from answering. He kissed his grandmother, grabbed his skateboard, and went out. He caught his bus at the very last moment, just before it pulled away from the curb. Once wedged on the bench at the back, Sam stared out at the landscape of identical little houses passing by the window. Ten days earlier, Alan Faulkner had suddenly left on one of his business trips, and since then, he hadn't communicated with anyone. Not an email, not a phone call, not even a postcard. It wasn't the first time this had happened, but still, ten days. The family liked to say that Alan was the original eccentric, that when he was five, he would follow a dog in the street for miles before noticing that he was lost, that when he was ten, he started a revolting collection of fingernail clippings and boldly wrote to an unbelievable number of celebrities, asking them to send him samples. Worse, some of them had responded. A tennis player, a female rock singer, a television news anchor. He archived the precious relics in a red binder that Grandma still kept in the attic, each scrap in a little transparent packet with the name, date, and cover letter. Alan had even watched the evening news for several days in a row, trying to guess which of the anchor's fingers had supplied the tiny piece of nail. Personally, Sam was inclined to think it had been donated by some anonymous mailroom assistant. The problem was, his father wasn't ten years old anymore. He was big enough to have quit collecting nail clippings or chasing after dogs, and to say where he was if he had to go away for a few days. But ever since the death of Sam's mother, Alan seemed almost to be living in another world. At first, Grandma claimed it was grief, and that he would get over it in time. Yet, three years after the car crash, they had to admit it was getting worse. He, who used to be so cheerful, always up for a bicycle race or a game of burnout on the PlayStation, had closed up as tight as an oyster. Sam's grandparents were well aware of this, and at the beginning of the year had persuaded Alan to let Sam come live with them. He had half-heartedly resisted, but eventually agreed. He really was in no condition to take care of his son. He barely managed to open his bookstore two or three times a week, and then only when Grandma urged him to, or one of his regular customers harassed him on the telephone. Sadness, said Grandma. Lack of character, retorted Aunt Evelyn, Lily's mother. Deep depression, judged the doctor. And ten days earlier, Alan had vanished. These sudden disappearances weren't unusual for him, but they rarely lasted more than two or three days. He usually came back loaded with presents, explaining that he had had to make a super urgent trip down to the United States to get such and such rare book that someone had ordered. Grandma listened to him indulgently and gave him two big kisses, and Sam was too happy to have him home to say anything about it. Except that this time, Alan didn't seem to be coming back. And what's more, it was Sam's birthday. Could a father forget his own son's birthday, even if he was the original eccentric? Sam got off the bus in front of the skating rink. If he hurried, he'd arrive at the gymnasium just in time. 
He rolled his skateboard onto the pavement and slalomed at top speed through passers-by, shopping carts, stray children, and grocery bags. He scraped a couple of curbs, leaped a cement bench, and prepared to take the turn that led to the gymnasium. A piece of cake, he'd done it a hundred times before. The town square fence on the right, a little slope to get momentum, the cross street right after that, and bang! A violent collision, a screech of metal, and Sam wound up on his stomach, feeling as if the entire square had just landed on his head. He must have run into an old scooter or a garbage can or... What the... Cautiously, Sam got to his feet. A talking garbage can? Oh, man, it's that punk Faulkner. Don't do it, monk, a girl's voice cried. Monk. He had managed to run into monk. Driven by a survival instinct...